Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. Good morning, it's Annie for Showreel, a look at the Australian film industry uh, on 3CR, your community radio station. And uh, today we're going to uh, kick off with a interview I did with uh, some filmmakers who unbelievably won the uh, Silver Bear Jury Prize for short film and the Teddy Award uh, at uh, the Berlin Film Festival in 2023. This film, which is uh, called this film that they've made, is um, a. Uh, a short documentary, it's called Dipped in Black, it's by Matthew Thorne and Derek Lynch and I had a chat with Matthew Thorne and Derek Lynch about the film. It's a uh, sort of uh, a, a docudrama really of uh, Derek Lynch's life and it's, uh, it starts in South Australia in Adelaide and then makes its way to country uh, a road trip back to country for spiritual healing as memories from uh, Derek's uh, childhood return. It's uh, a, a fascinating film and it's going to be part of the Australian International Documentary Conference's public uh, screening program which runs alongside the uh, conference which is starting on the 3rd of March very soon the 3rd of March to the 6th of March. It's an absolute uh, epicentre for uh, people who are in the documentary film world in Australia. They can meet commissioners, broadcasters and funders who make their projects a reality. This conference, if you haven't got a ticket and you're part of that world, maybe you should be investigating it. But today we're talking about their public screening program. Uh, one of the short films that they're going to be showing and uh, that really punched above its weight. And uh, this particular program, uh, they're going to show the film and they're going to have an extended Q&A with the filmmakers. After that, we have a bit of romance with uh, a chat with the director of a film called One Perfect Match. But first up, let's hear about uh, Dipped in Black and uh, from the filmmakers. Great. Thank you for, for giving me a bit of time. Um, I know it's all about uh, the public screening for the AIDC coming up in March. Uh, you're part of the program. But uh, uh, Dip in Black, can you say it in language? Marunga Chalachunong. Chalachunong. 
<laughs> I was trying to get that right. <laughs> I thought because because it's such a great language, uh, all the different uh, uh, First Nations language, because it trips along like a running child, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kip, uh, Kipton Black he, he did uh, phenomenally well uh, overseas. Uh, how did you get this film to happen? Oh, Derek, do you want to do that one? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the most, the best answer might be by hook or by crook. Mm. Um, like we, 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 we just knew that it was a film that we really wanted to make and need to be made. And Derek really knew that his story needed to get told. And, um, and we just tried to make the systems that be work towards that goal as, as best as they could, you know, like film is a very economic um, or economically linked art form um, and it's immensely expensive to undertake anything um, even a short um, and so I guess it, it, practically it came from concerted effort you know since we first started shooting in 2019 through to when we finished um, in 2022. I mean obviously yeah. you're friends and so yeah. you yeah yeah, and so you've decided that you you wanted to actually uh, do this, but and and it's it's a sort of a retelling of your life, and it's a documentary, but it's also um, you, Derek. You talk about being to, in two worlds, even as a little kid. Um, a film and your uh, life—that's a, a perfect example of it being two worlds, isn't it? How do you visualize? a telling of a story of this nature? Um, well, you know, for I think when we started filming, like for me, I had a completely different vision to visualise how it's going to be filmed and, um, you know, be played out. So I, I guess we went in, you know, we, we have the story, we know where we were heading, you know, and along the way there's there's been a lot of changes, you know, um, but, you know. The essential elements are there. Yeah, the essential elements were all there and, you know, um, yeah, it took a very long time. I mean, you, you're in Adelaide, then you go to country and you ask yeah. the local people, your people, is it okay to yeah. do the filming? Yeah, we we... When we went back in 2019, you know, some family and some, they were a bit of like, didn't know what was going on. Um, but during COVID, we, um, Matthew cut a, a trailer up and, and then when we went back the second time around to finish the film, everybody was all on board. Yeah, right. All right, so yeah. they they gave permission to tell the story. Yes. Classic case of show don't tell. You know, yeah. we sat down and had many conversations and talked to people, and you know, you can get a certain understanding. And even for Derek and I, it was like once we'd shot something and we could put that together, and Derek could feel what it what it was going to be, then it was like everything changed, and we all had a clear picture of how we were working together and what we were working towards. And, and I think it just got people very excited. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a white fella. I'm coming into a community that's not mine. And 
Um, and I think there's an element of, of mistrust there, which is fair. Um, but you change that through time. I'm quite interested in the fact that um, you developed the uh, film as it was, I mean, it's like handmade film, isn't it, really? Um, because usually they'd write a script and then you'd go ahead and you'd do it. But in fact, you actually developed it as it was being made, right? Well, it's, um, it, it's, it's this thing called like a docu-fiction, which, which, where we had a script and we kind of knew what we were going to go film, but I don't know, we were just open to the things that would come, you know? What do you think, Derek? Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that as well. Um, you know, we, me and Matthew, we did, you know, we wrote the script, we developed it, and we set out, and the first time around, and there were things that we missed, so, you know, and we just developed it along the way during COVID and, you know, went back and and shot everything and, you know, and it's it's a whole other process as well when you, you know, then you've got the script and then you're out on country filming and then, you know, the editing process. <laughs> so it's all, mm-hmm. you know, you have to play around with all of them. Well, the, the country is so beautiful and the uh, sounds that you use are so beautiful as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, we were lucky to go back to country after two years. And the first time we went back, it was actually hot and dry and it was actually drought. And so second time we went back, you know, we were blessed to, we were blessed by the ancestors and the country that, you know, they made the country beautiful by, you know, having a big rain up there and the river was flowing, everything was so green and lush and, you know, so beautiful, the colours were beautiful, the sunsets and, you know, the mornings. Yeah, everything was just beautiful second time around. How, how do you feel about having a film that's all about you? Or is it all about you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, part of it's about me, but, you know, I feel that, you know, telling a story, a certain story, you know, I think for me... I feel, you know, there's a part of me that's like, yay, you know, at the end of the film, but telling a story that's important for people to watch and and listen to, you know, I feel that I'm giving a bit of, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, giving this world to people to go on this journey to, you know, and um, learn from through through my story and part of my story is that's, that's part of my story and that's part of everyone's story mm. well it's, it's it's like this thing you uh say in uh, the clip that uh, is put out to promote this film that australia has got a lot of names it's not just uh, because of all the people who lived he- who lived here in for sixty thousand years it's got lots of names yeah. and just like yeah. you your story means that uh, all the different people here are all different types. They're not, it's not a stereotype person. No, exactly. Got a lot of names. Yeah, got lots of names. I was going to ask you, how did you edit? Because it's such a personal story. 
And it's actually quite a complicated story. Like it's re- actually really complicated, but it's you've managed to tell us and in 24 minutes. I mean, it's very short, really, but it's very complicated. How did you manage to do that? <laughs> with with wow. the single human in the world, Nicola Powell, who yeah. um, that I've worked with for a long time. Um, and she's just a brilliant artist in her own right. And... Um, and she just wrangled it together, you know. I mean, Derek, you can tell the story about being in Greece. <laughs> yeah, that we edited in Athens, and yeah, Nicola is just a phenomenal, very talented, young, beautiful lady, and you know, very talented in the editing space. And so we sat there, and you know, every day we would go through, and you know, for someone who has never been to. Australia mm. and to sit there and you know go through and everything that like, she was like in sync with with me and Matthew and everybody that was back here and you know we were cutting drafts after drafts after drafts and sending it and we were like looking at you know the Tina um, videos on YouTubes and you know picking out which one and you know one just popped up randomly and we just like great you know, that's it. That matches the, you know, gold dress in the sequence at the end, you know, and um, yeah, but to edit it all, you know, the, you know, it took, you know, there were things, you know, there was agreements and disagreements, you know, there were things that I wanted in there, there were some shots Matthew wanted in there, <laughs> it was like, no, I don't want that mm-hmm. in there. Oh, maybe you should put this. No, 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 no. I don't think. And Nikki was a perfect combination to, you know, work with both of us and say, maybe try this. <laughs> this over here. And, you know, and just made the story flow. And, yeah, it just, it, you know, and I felt like editing it over in Greece, in Athens, it kind of gave me that space as well. You know? And it's, it's, a, it's a very spiritual place as well. So gosh, gosh you know, make, a, make a film yeah. and go to the best places in the world. Yeah, and it really helped me, you know, focus. Yeah, amazing. And mm-hmm. putting everything together and you know, telling the story, how it should be told. And the uh, kids that you got to play you as different in at different age groups, were they from the community? Yeah, they were, except the little dumb. He was visiting from Mimili community in South Australia, just over the border. And the first time we went back, we were filming um, a scene where I was driving from the roadhouse onto the dirt road. And we stopped near this, there was a little hill near, near, yeah, there was a little hill and they were like on the other side of the hill. And we were shooting like a couple of times. And then as we went over, when we finished, as we were ready to drive over the hill, they actually came over the hill. And yeah, we helped them. And I was like, oh, little Dom, you know, and um, and Matthew was like, great, he's perfect to be your, you, you know, <laughs> and, and then we, and then the three fellas, the two, yeah, all of them are from Fink. Mm. All of them are my nephews. Yeah. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah, 
and everybody who appears in the film other than Derek is not actor, real person. Yeah, real yeah. person. Mm-hmm. They must have liked that. That's exciting. Yeah, no, they they really enjoyed it. They they were blown away, you know, when we got there. Well, me and Matthew got there a week before the crew, and when the crew got there, you know, with all the equipment, they were like, "Wow, this is this is a, this is a real deal," you know. Mm-hmm. So they were like all on board, like straight away. The yep. day that the crew rocked up was the day that we went to the river. <laughs> the afternoon, the evening, mm-hmm. spent the the first shoot out there. That's really exciting. Uh, did you have a screening there? Yeah, we did. Um, we did have a screening, but it was it wasn't the right timing. The timing wasn't right for it to screen. I mean, a few of the families saw it. Um, uh, a few of the other families saw it. I think a few weeks ago, they had a little private screening. But I, yeah, love to have an official official screening in Alice Springs. Oh, isn't that mm. interesting? You, you point in this film, it actually does point out a really lot of stuff about time and what's the right time and um, mm-hmm. and what what that means and how different it is in a Western context. Yeah. And the different the differences between the way, you know, Westerners are organized around uh, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we love we love we white fellas love pragmatic linear time. Yeah. Just like we you know, we like to quantify things, you know? Yeah. And and it was just never how Derek talked about story, any story, whenever we were talking. And especially with, I remember when we were writing the script together, I'd be doing these long interviews with Derek and he'd say, oh, but that relates back to this thing that happened, you know, when I was seven. And then, you, and then he'd tell that bit. And then he'd come ahead and go, well, and then yesterday, this other thing happened. Mm. And I think <laughs> that just became out of the way the story was because it was the way that Derek was kind of telling the story to me. Yeah. Um, were you blown away that uh, you received the um, such awards at the Berlin Film Festival? <laughs> no, actually, I was actually going there absolutely blank. You know, I was like, great, we're going to Berlin. And you know, Matthew lived there for few years and I was like excited to see the city and wasn't thinking too much about you know the festival and how big of a deal it was you know and for me it was just flying in and I remember everyone were like you know you're gonna win this award you know and I'm like yeah 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 you know I'll just go along for the ride and <laughs> yeah, and when we got there, you know, I think it didn't really sink in until, you know, when we won the Teddy. And um, I was still, you know, the adrenaline was, adrenaline was still high and the next day because you know, it was the finale and, you know, it was the big award tonight and, and to win a silver there, you know, it was mind-blowing, you know. I was still high, like I was still, you know, partying in the party mood, you know, <laughs> it was still high and Matthew's all, you know, sitting there real nervous and, you know, it didn't really sink in until it took me 12 months to actually realise how important and how big of a deal it is to win a silver bear. You know, no one has it in this country except us. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty amazing. 
uh, what yeah. about you, Matthew? This must be a bit of a boost to your career as well. <laughs> you know, if you'd asked me three years ago, I would have been like, yes, absolutely. Um, but I don't know. It's like that thing, you know, everybody talks about it. You know, you, you see people win an award at whatever festival and especially when they're your peers and you catch up for coffee with them and you go, well, you know, did Spielberg call? And the answer is almost invariably, no, not yet. Um, <laughs> so, so it was a bit the same for us. I mean, what's amazing about it is, you know, that Derek got to be up on that stage and have his film seen in that way and have his story seen in that way yeah and um as it deserves to be and then um and then i guess for me it was a was kind of a nice close to a four-year chapter that i'd spent in berlin and to be honest it had been a bit um uh it had not kind of gone the way that i thought it would in terms of my art practice or just my life hmm. and so you know kind of when we were invited back it felt like this really beautiful way to close you know this chapter and yeah that's probably what it was for me well you know it's pretty interesting isn't it life's a bit like that um uh they you're only as good as the last thing you did really but um mm, mm, <laughs> but but the yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really not the point is it, it it's uh ah. the real point is having the film out there and having people actually appreciate the world that you're talking about in that film. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the thing about it is like, it was just an amazing experience to, to go through, you know, as, as a group of mostly white fellows who came up to country, to Derek's country um, and to Apatula, to his community to learn and to be a part of telling story. And um, it's the, single greatest privilege of my life and um hope is some of what we all learned making that film um as people who are visitors to this country can also then be maybe received by audiences who might also be visitors to this country oh that's so interesting uh you're going to do a um a screening for aidc you're going to do an extended um Q and A, so people should get along and uh, check it out, right? Yes, they should come along and check the film, and you know, check out the Q and A as well. And throw, <laughs> them, and throw them them questions out. You know? <laughs> uh, Are you going to wear the wonderful dress? No, I don't know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That sequence, just absolutely fabulous. People had to go and see the film. To see the last sequence, if nothing else. <laughs> Thanks for talking to me. Such oh, a pleasure. Such a pleasure too. Yeah, and what we were talking about is this film called uh, Tip Dipped in Black. Uh, I can't say it in language, but uh, uh, Matthew Thorne and Derek Lynch. And you can get tickets uh, from uh, the uh, a. ACME website or in person at ACME Ticket Desk and it's part of the public screening program for AIDC, the Australian International Documentary Conference, which is starting on the 3rd of March and going to the 6th of March. You're on 3CR with Annie on Showreel. Public transport's great. What's not great is that unless you've got a radio with you, you can't listen to 3CR when you're on it. 
Until now, the Community Radio Plus app lets you listen to us wherever you are. Get on board and search Community Radio Plus wherever you get your apps. We're now going to um, change direction. We're going to a thing called A Perfect Match. It's the latest feel-good romance from Jaggy Entertainment, which is a uh, blossoming business in Queensland. And uh, it was uh, the opening night film at the Blush Romance Festival being held in Brisbane uh, February the 22nd to the 25th. Uh, and it's got a theatrical season, which uh, falls under the newly formed Romance Club, a place for lovers of love, where they can indulge their love of all things romance across film, literature, podcasts and more. And I had a, a chance to have a chat with the uh, director, this is Joanne Bitchum, about uh, her film A Perfect Match. Well, this is my third romance, rom-com feature, um, my first, so I've done five in total. My first two, I would call more like dramedies, kind of like drama comedies. Um, but yeah, three rom-coms. Um, and look, I'm, I'm a little bit rom-com mad. I'm a bit obsessed with the genre. Very fortunate to move up to Brisbane from Sydney. And um, Jaggy Entertainment, based in Brisbane, has become quite prolific in the romance rom-com genre. Um, and so, yeah, they got wind that I was moving up here. And Steve, who is, you know, Steve Jaggy of Jaggy Entertainment, um, got me on board another rom-com first called When Love Springs, which shot sort of late 2022. And, um, and then we bounced, I think it was while we were in pre on that or shooting that, I can't remember, um, they told me about this next one that they were doing called One Perfect Match. And uh, look, I love the Jaggy team. I love what they stand for and the brand uh, and making these films is just so much fun. So I signed up. And now we've done three films together. I sort of started making films before anything else. Um, I yeah, I I've always been a storyteller. Like my mom still has handwritten stories that are twelve pages long. I wrote when I was seven and things like that. Um, but yeah, I've always I think yeah, always been a storyteller. And it wasn't until I was sort of in my teens, late teens, that I discovered that it was like a visual medium that I was interested in. And um, and yeah, I then just saved up every dollar I earned working at McDonald's and started making short films. And then after that, those got a little bit of success and traction. And then I took myself off to Aspen, which is the Australian Film Television Radio School in Sydney. Um, it's quite like the nice prestigious one there, which is good. And um, yeah, learned a little bit more, I guess, about what I'm meant to be doing and then just kept doing it. And I think, look, my style of directing is very collaborative. Um, I love improv. I love giving actors space to find new, you know, new words, new movement, new anything within the scene. So my style of directing is probably less about like control and more about collaboration. Yeah. You know, that's what makes the rom-com genre so, like, I think so effective and so enjoyable. It is always a universal genre that, you know, like you said, a really clear, concise, simple setup, you know, that keep two people apart. Um, and you can, you know, create tension all the way to the end to see if they're going to end up together or not. It's a winning formula. But, well, it just opened Blush Film Festival in Brisbane last weekend. Um, oh, sorry, last week. And I think it's hitting cinemas from tomorrow or today. 
Yeah, it's in a few. I think it's Reading Cinemas. I know there's some at some screening in Jindalee, and I'm sure, um, you know, wherever Reading Cinemas are around Brisbane or southeast Queensland. Um, yeah, so it's in cinemas, and then yeah, it will um, you know be for the American market as well, and then you know, all going well, might, might end up on a streaming platform. Keep an eye out. <laughs> Yeah, that was Joanne Abicham, who is a director of rom-coms. There's a, there's a, uh, a bubbling industry going on in Queensland and uh, they are making this stuff that's uh, directed to the American market. But you too may like um, rom-coms. There's nothing to uh, be against them, really. Uh, coming up next is Published or Not and uh, we'll go out with... Uh, Look to the sky. Oh, my mother said, my beautiful son, we shall always be drawn together Just as one Just as one Though we are far apart The love stays strong In our heart Deep in our heart She said Look above you and keep me near Look above you I'm always here Feeling inside Our love comes through I feel your pain And your sorrow Remember son Always tomorrow These four walls Are damp and cold My aching arms Need to go My love for you Will never die You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.